Hey everybody, welcome to Reese's Peace. This is episode 44. We recorded this on Monday, June 28th. Uh, it was about, I don't know, 6 o'clock, I think, local Denver time. And uh, so I had Josh Dewey on again, and we're kind of just going to shoot the shit and talk about a lot of different stuff. So here it is. Okay. We're here. I got sound bars. Same here. I have double sound bars. Do you have that as well on yours? Uh, No, I'm recording in mono. So what am I recording in then? Stereo? Stereo. Okay, see I have two sound bars that are identical, one on top of the other. Have you always had that? Negative, no. It used to be one and now it's two. But now that you say that, it does say stereo. Yeah, Um, that center drop down in between microphone and speakers should give you mono as an option. I mean, it doesn't really matter because when I, um, when I sync it up, it's just going to basically align those tracks anyway. Yes. It, it, I've never had an issue with syncing, so. I don't know why all of a sudden it's weird that all of a sudden it would be in stereo, but also like that would mean that your microphone would have to have like the ability to record like separate tracks from like one from each side of the microphone. I don't know. I don't really I don't know, know either. We've already established that I have a shitty microphone, so <laughs> I don't think so. It's a perfectly functional microphone. It just would be nice if it had that headphone jack in it. I know. Yeah, so I can hear myself. Yeah. Hear your yeah. audio. It doesn't really yeah. matter. I mean, there's nothing no. you can do about the uh, the background music anyway or the background sounds. Yeah, it is what it is. Screaming baby. He's not screaming now. Yeah. I We're just, off to a good start. Yeah, I might just I might get back to my roots and be talking real low down here because I don't want to wake the baby. So okay, I'll just I might, turn I might, you up. Yeah, I might get back down to back down to basics. Yeah, classic. Yeah. What do we do? Podcast. I will definitely have to turn you up. I was just listening to a, a Rogan. He was interviewing uh, Leah Remini. Ramini. I don't know how you pronounce oh, her name. The ex Scientology chick. Yeah, yeah. And so she was like, for the whole episode, like I listened like the first hour of it. I was like, holy shit! Like every time Rogan would speak, it was like, God damn, he's still loud. And then like I could like just hear her. Like, Son of a bitch, Jamie. He's, em- <laughs> he's emphatic about like telling people, oh, get get close to your mic. Oh, get close to your mic. Sometimes, sometimes. Uh, I mean, I wasn't watching the video to know if she was far away from the mic or not. Maybe it was just a, um, a post editing thing mm. where her volume was just like, not at the Interesting. level. Somebody know. just, somebody messed up. Maybe I blame mm-hmm. Jamie. I blame or Jamie. Jamie as well. Yeah. He catches a lot of shit. So cool, man. We're here on the Reese's piece. Yeah. What episode yeah. is this for you? Uh, good question. 42. Somewhere in the 40s, uh, I'll, I'll re- pre-record an intro and tape it on here, so disregard <laughs> this portion, audience. Disregard, disregard. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to pull it up right now. Yeah, I guess I probably could, too, on the on the anchor. Yeah. Well, you're probably pulling it up on the Spotify, but... You, yeah. we This would be episode 44. Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. so this is episode 44. Mm-hmm. Look at that. We're approaching 50. I want to hear more about um, your bike endeavors. I want to hear more about this electric bike. I neglected to... All I wanted to do when I was listening to your podcast was figure out how much that motherfucker cost. Oh. <laughs> I was going to Google it, but I yeah, didn't. Yeah, because I, uh, I didn't mention it. It's you 10 alluded, grand. 
Okay, that's a that's a that's a thing. It's a chunk. Yeah, it's a chunk. And it's not like you can find them used because they're made in France. Mm. There's just there's I I would be really surprised if more than like 500 people in the United States have them. Oh wow, that would be very surprising to me. So like you you allude to that it's just like a training bike. So do you not? Is it not built to do anything else? It's like literally. No, I mean, so a trials bike, it's it's a full-blown trials bike. You could use it for everything that you use, um, like a, an internal combustion engine trials mm-hmm. bike for. Um, but it's just more of that, like, slow technical stuff. You know those guys that wear, like, the open-faced helmets and the, like, form-fitting suits? Um, have you ever seen that? Uh, maybe? You're nodding. No. No? Okay. Well, no, those aren't the ones that do the flippity floops, right? Flip uh, no, that's like freestyle. Um, yeah. Let me see if I can. Just don't become one of those cyclists, man, who like wake up in the morning and put spandex on just to go ride their bike in town. <laughs> oh my god, I hate. I just look at those people and I'm just like, oh, douche patrol. I I don't wear spandex like. I wear spandex like leggings, but I wear shorts. So like you can't see like my whole ass and package. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. A t-shirt. Um, what do you got? I don't know about a t-shirt. Do you look like you're really, Oh, Respawn is presenting. I thought that was Blevins joining. I was like, Oh no. my sweet Lord. So have you seen guys do this? I'm showing a picture for okay, the yeah, listeners yeah. out there. What like trials looks like. These guys out here kind of doing crazy shit. I, I think when I think of this, I think of like teeter tottering where you're like going one wheel to the next. Like you're, you're going of. up on the, on one wheel and then you're like maneuvering to get the other wheel to the next position. Yeah. I, I know. I've seen this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what a trials bike is. Got it. I mean, Got there's it. trials bicycles as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so they make electric ones. I saw Jesus is my savior on your list there. I want to divulge into that some more. Where's my list? Oh, uh, right, right, right. Okay. If you're considering Jesus, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> he is good. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to laugh so emphatically, but no. He is, he is good. <laughs> I, would like to get, I would like to get back into that because the, the trials bike stuff is only, only interesting to a select few people. I mean, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, well, I was just but, curious about it, but yeah, everybody's got their toys. I told Kelly this weekend that I want to get a boat because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Because I'm an idiot. And I you already least... had a watercraft, man. Yeah, I did. It's a stupid, a stupid thing. Watercraft. Yeah, getting a boat or a personal watercraft is very dumb. Very dumb, but I still want to do it because I'm an idiot. But so yeah. boats are like a little, they're more cumbersome, more money, more money to fix and maintain, but a little less restrictive as far as the lakes that you can do and... Yeah. Um, just the general hate that the state had that California as a state has towards jet skis versus a boat. That's interesting, but I'm very glad I've like said it multiple times. I'm really glad that I sold the jet ski. Um, there's no water in California this year. Um, right. I've, I've been seeing all these videos about like levels of water being super, super low. Yeah. One of the only lakes that are low, that's very convenient and local to me. Um, is a reservoir lake and it's so low that it has a five mile per hour speed limit across the whole lake. False. Yeah. 
Wow. Because you might like run into shit that's like poking up. Yeah, exactly. So wow. I mean, that's freaking nuts. Yeah. So it's just, and then uh, other high higher mountain uh, alpine lakes that I like to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't allow jet skis. Some of them don't allow jet skis, and you have to like dig into the annals, 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 whatever. I don't know. It's a word. It's um, a word. Um, you Look have to up. dig into the fucking website and even call the lake to even see this. So like, yeah, you know, I, I was, I narrowly got out of that. I'm glad, you know, I made a thousand dollars. Let's just, you know, you did made good. A, made a grand you on, did a really mis- well. on a stupid mistake. That yeah. was like a jet ski that was owned by a An old guy traffic, like a money launderer. Oh right, that's right. Yeah, he he ran into some financial troubles shortly after. Yeah, you found because, out about it because well, yeah, I knew he was getting sued, but getting sued and being arraigned by the FBI is kind of two different things. Yeah, the severities he, is he quite spun different. he spun that he spun that <laughs> spin team spin team. Spin yeah, that he shit. was he was a little um, less than truthful, Reese. Well, I mean, all you needed to know was he had the title, even though it had the wrong VIN number or something on it. But he had the yeah, title see, and the, the machine. Shady, yeah, the shady shit. I should have. I should have kind of. Um, That's a weird one, man. Like, if you have a, a title that has a, a, is it was it a VIN number where one digit was off? They like yeah, they stickered it wrong. So he had replacement stickers. Yeah. And like they stickered it wrong. All the registration stickers. Yeah. So I peeled those bitches off and put the right stickers on. Yeah. yeah. To match my VIN. For um, sure. Yeah. But no, now I, I'm kind of, I, I just like watercrafts and I like getting out on the water. And it, sure. um, it sounds fun. But anyways, that's going off of the trials bike, you know, <laughs> you know, things, <laughs> no, that I are get expense, it. things are expensive that the wives don't necessarily, um, they don't understand. They don't understand. But they can they can enjoy it too. I mean, that's the difference. Is like you know, I might spend ten grand if I were to spend. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that I am. But if I, <laughs> I'm saying like I could spend ten grand on this machine, and then it would be only for me to enhance my skills at a sport that I do by myself without anybody, without you know my wife or my dog or mm-hmm. any future children. It's that's all me. I'm glad that I heard on, I think that was that podcast where you were, you were seriously taking a hard dive and a hard look into life with a baby and your hobbies and how your life is going to change, man. It's going to change a lot. And I like to be prepared for things. You know, I like to be prepared for things, you know, it's, it's, it's not like we're super close, uh, to having a kid, but like, I like to think a ways out, you know? Didn't like, she just change into her research phase? Not yet. She's uh, um close. She's got this week still. Um yeah, so then she'll be on a normal schedule, then it'll be more acceptable to have a kid at that time, but um yeah, shit's it's shit's going to get real. Such, it's not such a distant horizon. No, it's it's not. I mean, but like then you have to get pregnant, right? Like that's a whole process. So counting. All you got to do is count to 13, friend. And you gotta, well, be, you you got to be able to count to thirteen. So, but you am I supposed with... to wear a condom? <laughs> Wait, what, what do you mean thirteen? What's thirteen? What are you talking about? You talking about like days before or after a period? Mm-hmm. 
13. All you, all you got to be able to do is count. Yeah. Ovulation, most, um, you know, woman is most susceptible to getting pregnant 11 to 13 days after the first day of her period. So right when that first day starts, just got to start counting. Uh, all right. I mean, how hard could it be? There are dumber people that have done it. <laughs> well, I know, but yeah, I mean, if you look up the um, if you look up the statistics and the um, fertility, man, once a woman is past sixteen, there's a steady drop off in fertility, and yeah. then after after twenty five, another steep drop off. So it's just like you start looking at all these numbers and all these drop-offs and you're like, Jesus Christ, how does anybody ever get pregnant? I know. Um, but, uh, you gotta, gotta count, man. Gotta be in those. Well, don't, you don't gotta, let's just, I mean, you don't have to, there's always exceptions and you don't have to, but if you're actually putting your mind to it and trying, then fucking 11 to 13 days after the first day is the time to strike. Yeah. I mean, shoot, you could go at it every other day for months and probably have pretty good success from what I've been reading. Oh, really? See, all my my understanding, they've done like just just the rhythm method where people avoid rhythm methods. So like yeah, they just yeah. use use a, you know, the rhythm of of the monthly cycle and that's their birth control plan. Dude, it was like I saw the numbers. I'm like I I visually saw the numbers out of like a hundred. It was like like ninety three percent effective. It's like wildly effective. I got to put a disclaimer that. in here for all the listeners listening to Reese's piece. Don't use the rhythm method solely as your method of birth control. <laughs> well, you I mean obviously don't. Yeah, but like if you're in a relationship, like and you're steady. And, like, you don't really mind. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. If you don't mind, but, like, they they have done those tests, and it's just, like, the numbers were, like, crazy successful. Hmm. I, I, it, it was very surprising, very surprising. I mean, it makes sense. You can go with biology, right? It's like the pull-out method, super effective. <laughs> I'm being facetious, of course. Uh... <laughs> And also, probably, she she can't get pregnant if if she's on top. No, no, because it all <laughs> goes back out. <laughs> oh, gee, Willikers! Oh Gross. man, if there's any in laws listening to this, um, <laughs> uh, bear with us here. We are responsible yeah. adults. <laughs> I think. I, I mean, I don't know if your in laws are listening to my podcast, but I'm pretty sure my in laws have stopped listening to have stopped listening to Reese's piece. I mean, I think they only really listened on uh, flights the, out here, and so okay, like, or yeah. like the joint episode when their daughters were actually on. Yeah, yeah. Then it's like more interesting to them. I think they've kind of just forgot about it now. <laughs> That's so funny. now, now I'm just down to you and potentially the Blevins household. I don't know if Tessa yeah. listens to like all of ours or what. Yeah, nobody's. You're the only one that's listened to my last one. <laughs> oh man, I'm a loyal listener. That's a, he's lo- even though you were on it, I appreciate the loyalty. Oh yeah, I I gotta <laughs> listen to it. I mean, no matter what, I mean, I listen to my own. Like I'll listen to this one back just to make sure that I didn't say anything stupid or the volume's crazy stupid or yeah or whatever. Um, I like to hit, I like to just hear it back. Yeah. 
Alright, so where were we? Trials bikes. Yeah, man, that thing sounds pretty cool, just being electric. What's the, uh, what's the charge on it? I don't know. I don't know a lot of the details. It does seem like it'll go pretty far. Like, I could probably stretch it out as long as I would want to play with it, you know, here at the house, and then, you know, get bored for the day and put it back in the garage. Um, I don't imagine it would be much of a problem, so... Um, That'd be pretty sick. My, We just bought my father-in-law, like, this... Um, like a craftsman like super on the go charger you know that you like charge at home and then it stores yeah. the battery and it's got oh shit PC batteries running low oh damn plug that shit in hurry I'm all set up how did you not have that plugged in bud I, I it, it was literally set up right there <laughs> for it Um, so thank thank the sweet lord Jesus is it plugged into the wall like are we charging it is oh yeah okay. oh yeah the whole the whole light scheme changed on the computer it's like oh, i can All breathe right. again <laughs> i recognize i am plugged in now yeah yeah <laughs> but anyways we bought him one of those um portable charger things i bet you yeah. could just like run that bitch down and then charge it up in the field yeah probably that's what i was thinking about i was watching a bunch of videos yesterday on like rivian and the new ford f-150 lightning yeah and i yeah. was like ah. Oh. How sweet would that be in the future if I had an electric dirt bike? I could just run it back to the truck and plug that bitch in. <laughs> yeah, dude. Those those trucks are like, you can power a house with those fuckers. Yeah, that's what I hear. I, I think that's a, kind of a lofty goal, especially for stretch. the three-day time frame that they're talking about. But, it, you know, it, yeah. it, it'd be substantial. Yeah. Well, I know that the, um, the 2021 hybrid that they made, mm-hmm. because it's also gas and that it'll start up if it needs to, that you can use that thing as like a generator. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a full blown generator. Cause it'll also burn fuel to make yeah, it happen. Yeah. Right. Whereas the lightning is just a battery bank. Yeah. 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 Which is still cool. I mean, I'm still down with it. If it would fit in my garage, I would be thinking, thinking really seriously about getting rid of my Tacoma for it, but it mm. eh, shit ain't gonna fit. I just saw a real, um, real strong propaganda ad against nickel um, by like some other company who was trying to produce some other comparable metal. And they were just like, you know, obviously it was biased propaganda, but they were just ripping into, you know, EV batteries and, uh, and nickel, you know, heavy metal mining and on how it's unsustainable and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, so use our company. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm kind of holding out to uh, to see what happens with alternative things other other than battery powered cars. You know, I don't know. I think maybe hydrogen is probably a better go. Shit, man! My internet is like it's telling me my internet's being spotty. I see that. Yeah, your video is frozen. I was wondering if you were still there. Yeah, yeah. Your sound. I can still hear you. Interesting. Oh shit. Uh oh. Alright, note this down, Reese. We might have issues night eighteen to nineteen minutes in. Yeah, mine says my internet connection is unstable. Maybe it's mine a nationwide outage. Oh wow, mine said the same thing. I wonder if that's coincidence if it just does that to whenever you're Network stability, recently poor, choppy, distorted audio, jerky, frozen video. 
Yeah, mine said the same thing that it was um, network stability, recently poor. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I wonder how much this delay will fuck with our audio. I don't know. Um, I mean, if you turn off the video, that'll that'll hog up less bandwidth. Yeah, let me. Let's do that. Let's yeah, see turn, what happens. Turn that sucker off. Okay, camera's off. All right. I mean, your audio has been consistent through this whole thing, so. Oh, that's um, good. You sound kind of like a robot on my end. Oh, really? Yeah, it's got a little robotic tone to it. Okay. Yeah, you're just starting to get that way too. Perfect. <laughs> well, at least it's not recording in a robotic tone. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's why I like recording locally. Well, okay. Let's. Um. I mean, it seems to be. Um, picking up. Yeah, seems to be working all right. Okay, yeah, that response was was uh, timed well, you know. So, yeah, where did we where did we leave off? Um, what were we talking about? Oh, the lightning. Yeah, I haven't actually. I've only seen a few videos where like dudes were sitting in the front of the like the where the engine normally would be. Yeah, the frunk. <laughs> the frunk. <laughs> yeah, that sucker's pretty awesome. I, I do really like how they incorporated the grill into the hood so that when you open the frunk, like, the the level of the frunk is, like, at your waist level. So it would be just like hefting something into the back of your truck at the height of a tailgate rather than, like, like the other, like the Rivian, for instance, is, like, it's just a hood. So when it opens, the grill and the fenders are still intact. So you have to, like, lift things up to, like chest level to put it in oh dumb yeah well i mean i don't know i guess it's it's kind of cool because it's like a self-contained ice chest like they're they're the border of the whole thing is is pretty encompassed Hmm. right so like in the ford like with the grill attached if you were to open it up and you had some like amorphous thing in there it would kind of fall out but i guess in the rivian I, i i think that they're the reason why they went that route was because they are planning on people thinking that people are going to plan on using that as an ice chest because it's just a basin. Interesting. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, there's, there's definitely pluses and minuses. There's a lot of things that they thought about in, uh, in the F one fifty, which is pretty amazing. Cause they, you know, I, I wasn't keeping tabs on it while it was in development. So to me, it was just like, Holy shit. They thought of that. Holy shit. They thought of that and that and that. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, and that and that sucker has a bed, so Jesus, I mean, you could there's storage up the gills on that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you think uh, the, the the motors are just all up underneath there, and then you got the battery under there, so like the motors and the battery probably takes up a lot less space than an engine and a transmission and all the drive, all the associated driveline components. So like you you gaining some space for sure there. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, and I hear they're pretty. They're pretty, you know, good on the specs of like towing and yeah, um, horsepower and yeah, they're right there for sure. I would say they're they're gonna make a killing. Um, so good on them, man. Ford Ford did well because they're gonna be among like three manufacturers with an electric pickup truck and the only manufacturer with like a hundred and some odd year um, manufacturing history. 
Yeah, good track you know? record. They they know their shit. See, yeah, dude, that Tesla truck, I, it's ugly. I can't look at that thing from a good <laughs> angle. The Cybertruck, you're not into that, huh? Who designed that? I don't know, man. I don't. I think I think she ugly. I I'm pretty open minded sometimes, but damn that. Yeah, that's a face only a mother could love. I think if I remember correctly, uh, I read somewhere or heard somewhere that that was just like a, uh, like Elon Musk's like throwing mud just for fun, and then there was such a response to it, just the the concept concept sketches that he was just like, all right, fuck it, I'm just gonna make one. And uh, and I there was enough interest in the company, you know, like the Tesla itself had become so well known that it was like, it was it was more acceptable at that point just because of Tesla and and Tesla appeals to this audience that isn't your typical car buyer. So, I guess in that sense, I kind of get it. You know, I mean, it's definitely not for me. I'm not I'm not into that Cybertruck look yeah. either. But it does have some cool features. It's a little flashy for me. Yeah, yeah, it seems cumbersome. It seems a lot wider than than a normal vehicle. Yeah, it's very much. Yeah, it seems like a like it would be like driving a, a full blown military Humvee, like super wide. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's an optical illusion, but it seems to be like like I know everybody looks at my truck and it's like, oh, you, oh, you know, how how to how are you going to park that thing? But it's not as bad as you think. Yeah. But something that's too wide, on the other hand, that just becomes an issue every, you know, in every spot. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would that would not be great. That that doesn't really appeal to me. Plus, I, you know, just like a a slightly smaller truck. I like a size of vehicle somewhere slightly smaller than an F one fifty, but bigger than a Tacoma. You know, like that mid range. Like I guess my Tacoma is considered a. Uh, like a midsize, and then the F one fifty is a full size. I want something in between, but closer to the F one fifty that fits in my garage, and I'm set. I think of the Titan. I guess is like smaller than the F one fifty, but not bigger. by much. I guess not. I saw one the other day that was that looked tiny. It was really? still four door. Yeah, huh. but. Maybe that's just because I've been looking at my big ass Ford. <laughs> Could be, yeah. I mean, the the older Titans too, like the previous generation Titans were smaller, just like the previous Tundras were smaller. Yeah. But I think a Titan, Titan, Tundra, and F one fifty are all in the same like class. They're all considered full size, so I, th- mm-hmm. I think they're all they've got to be all about the same size. I would think. I don't know with yeah, various. I think- I think the Titan is a little tinier, a little smaller. Yeah. Yeah. It might be. That's not really my style, though. If I'm going, if I'm going full size, I don't think I'd buy a Nissan. No, no. <laughs> Man, I did. I toured the the 2021 um, Tundra, and yeah? it had nothing in it. Man, there was no, yeah. there was no features. There was no. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of giving the sales guy a hard time. I'm looking at him. I'm just like. Um, so it doesn't have any USBs or anything? Yeah, no. Oh, is this the, this is the top end model, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. okay Where's all cool. the stuff? Where's all the stuff, man? <laughs> like, it ain't, it ain't got no household plugs. <laughs> yeah. What if I want to blow, what if I want to blow my hair in the truck? <laughs> 
Where's yeah, my hair dryer supposed to plug in? I think 2022 is the year of the redesign of the Tundra. So, yeah, everything everything up to 2021 has just been, like, the same design since, like, 2007 or something. Like, it's been going for a while. Yeah, they haven't really changed the interior. No. Um, yeah, I didn't like the... I, I think the GMCs were kind of cool. I looked at those, yep. but... Um, again, I just, the interior just felt aged to me and I really hmm. didn't like the tailgate as much as I thought I would, you know, that six, six point multifunction tailgate. Oh yeah. I didn't like, like transforms out into some like yeah. staircase type thing. Well, it turns into a stair and it, and you can like lock it upright to extend your bed okay. and, um, and like have it flopped up to be basically elongate your bed. So, you know, the tailgate's down, but then this step is upright. So it's like it's oh, multi yeah. multi point multi points that you can change this thing and but it was clunky. It was I didn't like it. Uh I have a step on the forward tailgate and it's real it's heavy. It's like legit steel and it's very basic. And it kind of sticks sometimes because of that, but it's just a very basic function. Just like heavy steel pops out. It's mechanical. And exactly. Okay, yeah. that's the word I was looking for. But the other one was a little too, um, um, well, I guess mechanical, but it's it, there's there's a better word for it. It, it, it was electronic though, right? Yeah, it was a little bit more less controllable, and I just mm. didn't like the, I just like the clunky, just you know, very, uh, a and B flow of the Ford step better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I get that. That's, that's just too much shit. I, yeah. I, uh, I was next to, I think it was a GMC or a Chevy. One of these, one of these times ago where, uh, this, this guy had ridden with us and I got back to the truck before he did. And so I wanted to like put his tailgate down cause, uh, we weren't in a vehicle that I could do that. And I went up to it. And I was like, where the fuck is the handle? And I'm like, I'm looking around, and it's a fucking button. And then I push the button, and of course it's locked, so it didn't it didn't come down. It's like, damn it, come on, what is all yeah, this mine, bullshit? Yeah, mine had those straps on it, but then I put my car guy, my my car guy additions. I put a little uh, hydraulic uh, release on it, and it's golden now. Oh, so it's like a slow open. Yeah, I pop the handle and I can just let it go. Before it was the cables, just the two cables on either side. But I, yeah. I added real, real technical uh, car guy uh, additions um, <laughs> yeah. uh, by placing the hydraulic little little dampers easy, on there. Easy. Well, it's just like a little. I don't know. It's just like a little hydraulic. You know, one hydraulic. Uh, not a lever. What the fuck a do ramp. you call it? A ram? A, okay. I think it's a hydraulic ram. Or, it's a rod. It's a rod, yeah. Yeah, a rod in, in a casing, right? And so it's That's just, correct. That's yeah. correct, yeah. So it just allows it to go down yeah. slow. Yeah, that's carry super that. handy. I like yes. that a lot. I have that on yes. my truck, so I just go and just pop it and then let it let it come down. <laughs> that's super, super handy. Yeah, I I got so I got I went up to the mountains this weekend. And basically, for all those That's listeners right. who don't really know, it's basically I'm in the foothill. I'm I'm in the valley right now, and you got to climb up 
the foothills and get over the summit into another valley. So you got to go over the summit into the mountains. And then I tooled around up there over the weekend, came back on Sunday, got to, you know, got to basically coast down, but it was trafficy, And I got 19.4 for That's the trip. That's not bad. That's not fucking bad. It's not bad. No. Hauling a bunch of, you know, you got the wife and the kid and I'm sure a bunch of stuff with you. Yeah, a bunch of stuff in the back and, um, you know, a lot of town miles when we were up in Tahoe and then, you know, had to do the whole climb to get up the hill. So I was, I'm impressed with the, with the long distance, uh, you know, mileage, freeway mileage and everything of the truck. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, dude, for sure. That's not far off of what I'm getting. Like my last road trip. Like, pretty much, it was mostly flat ground, like, the whole way there. Like, I, I did very little, like, actual elevation change. And it was pretty much a straight 300 and some odd miles drive, and I averaged, like, 21 in in my tiny truck. Yeah, that's not that crazy. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's not that great. Um, so, I don't know. I, I mean, I, it's it's what I expected. I, I didn't expect to get a hell of a lot more than that. I, I actually did expect to get a little more than that just because I put that um, uh, that new K&N in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. I was just um, about to ask. Have you so I wonder, put that many? Yeah. I mean, I, pu- I put the full tank on it. I put a full tank through it since I put that on, all you know, in one day, basically. Um, I think... I'm going to have to, you know, put a few more tanks on it to see how it goes, um, you know, to see how each one goes. But this one was actually slightly lower than I would have expected. Like the, the MPG on this this tank was lower than the way that my MPG has been trending lately. And Interesting. So, Weird. Yeah. I'm not sure if that has to do with, like, the guy that I was riding with was giving me a bunch of shit, or he was riding with me. Um in my truck i i picked him up in town and then we drove down to the riding spot and then drove back um he was giving me some shit for for going 72 in a 75 and i was like it's a fucking it's a small pickup truck you know the the top miles per gallon is at like 65 like you're lucky i'm going 72 bro (laughs) chill out (laughs) trying for mpgs here not time oh see i don't change the way i drive for my mpgs i'll still fucking I'll still hit 80 and I'll pass people <laughs> like, dude, that was my 19.4. Dude, that was me. Uh, that was you, know, you going, driving like you. That was me driving like me, how I wanted, but I was in eco mode and I, cru- I put cruise control on when I could, but if I was cruising, it was up at like 78 because wow. I've learned that if I stay under 80, um, you don't really get pulled over. And as long as you're not being an idiot, they're, <laughs> they're probably not going to pull you over. Um, like on a busier freeway, you know, going 78. Um, yeah. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but sense. yeah, yeah, man. Jeez. Interesting. Yeah. I drive like a granny and that's, uh, that's the <laughs> kind of MPGs I get. So, well, but if you got a bike standing up in the bed, you know, it's kind of different. I do. I, I mean, I had two bikes in the bed and I had two full size dudes and all of our gear. So we probably had like, uh, you know, over a thousand pounds of payload in it for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, in a small truck, but like I said, it was flat ground like the whole way. Yeah. There wasn't really any e- elevation change, you know. So I don't know. Maybe it's uh, it would probably get better 
better fuel economy down at sea level just because you know i'm driving between five and six thousand feet during hmm. that drive okay. maybe yeah. maybe that affects it i mean what's what's the summit at tahoe like probably five or six thousand feet the summit is mm-hmm. like um seven is it seven okay 75 maybe even okay the That's actual summit yeah it's up there and then you go back down tahoe basin is like um like five i think yeah and so you, you took highway 50 up there right so it's not like you're, you're just going 78 the whole way no 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 yeah you got to drop down uh, dude it's windy to get up the summit um and I yeah know. it's so, yeah uh, you had it's to go kind of slow yeah it's some slow climbing traffic um God, people are idiots up there. I hate. Let me just <laughs> let me just divulge on. Let me just take a side street. You know, pun intended. On Let's stupid have some people. Oh my God! So you're just you know it's trafficy, but like not slowing you down. Incredibly trafficy. People are people are moving, but you know there's cars in front of you and behind you. But people are pretty much moving. Yeah. Um. Every single it's 55 miles per hour. We're going almost that. Every single time the passing lane turns on, everybody everybody stomps their fucking foot down <laughs> and increases at least 10 miles per hour. And then you got the jokers that come flying just to get one or two car lengths ahead. And I'm just looking. I'm just like, really, friend? Really? <laughs> two, one car length? This was worth it to you? And then I don't let it bother me. Sometimes they'll get a, my car ahead of me. I'm really, I like to close gaps. I don't like to leave gaps. I like to keep traffic moving. Um, if I'm not going to close a gap in front of me, I'll, I, you need to move over and allow for people to pass you. Or you got to go fucking close that gap. Um, basically is the way I live my driving life is like either close the gap or get the fuck over and allow people to pass you. But in this situation, it's a one-lane road, and sometimes I would let the gap happen when all these speed bursts of the passing lane happened. But you know what? Everybody freaks out at the smallest bend, and I've been driving these roads since I was a kid. So I'm like, I just, you know, I don't like to tap my brakes a lot. That's another thing about my driving style. I look uh, fucking head in the road. Ever wonder this, you stupid assholes? (laughs) You look ahead in the road, and you take your foot off the gas pedal... In anticipation, so you don't have to break as much. And so I easily just catch these fools right at the first turn because they turn into little scared wussies and the passing lane's over. So they're like, oh, okay, passing lane's over. I can't, I don't have to drive as fast anymore. I'm just like, just drive that same speed the whole fucking time. Pretend like there's a, you know, I just, people are so stupid. But it's just funny how it happens every single time. It's just like something in the back of their people's heads are just like, I don't want to get past. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And then the people who actually like, I'm going to pass, they have to go like, they have to slam it and go 80 and then just like come to a careening stop. Yeah. Oh, it's so stupid. There's my, <laughs> there's my rant. No, I get it, man. There's something about people when they're in cars. They're just totally different. Like, And there's definitely some sort of like psychological thing about that. Because like, on our drive back from the riding spot, 
is a two-lane highway going going one direction, then a two lanes going the opposite direction. And there would be a time where I would come up on somebody and, you know, I, w- I would be closing the gap between me and them and then I would get over into the left lane to pass them. And I swear to fucking Christ, every time oh God, they would oh speed up five to ten miles per hour. And fucking I'm, hate I'm, that shit. I'm locked at 72. I'm not touching my cruise control. So then I fucking get back over... And that some bitch will slow down again, and I'm like, "Come oh, on, man!" God, I hate. Oh, dude, I fucking hate that. Cause I'm on cruise control just like you. I I like I like cruise control, and oh my god, that fucking pisses me off when somebody leap starts leapfrogging you, and I'm yeah. just like, "Dude, I'm fuck. Don't make me mess with my cruise control, you asshole!" God damn it. Oh man! It's funny because oh, you know they're not on cruise control. Oh, they're you know? not. Oh, they're not. Like, just put your cruise control on, man. Why do you? Why do you need to like have your foot on the gas? Like, I don't get that. Just put the cruise control on. Let and then they frustrate. Thing. And then they frustrate me. So I just like put the hammer down to get me some distance away from them. Yeah. I'm just like I just want to be away from you. I don't want to be around you anymore. You're pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, man. That's I don't fun. really. I don't really do that. Uh, I'm, I'll just I'll just get back in behind them because I don't want to hammer down. I'm I'm trying to keep that fuel economy. Like it, my fuel economy goes down sharp once you hit seventy and above for an extended period of time. So I'm I'm very aware of that. I'm like, nope, I'm going low seventies. It's all you get, dude. I wanna I'm gonna need I'm gonna like put my cruise control at seventy and see what kind of MPG I get. I bet you do pretty well, dude. I bet you I'd be up in the twenty twos, probably. If I'm getting 19.4 going, you know, close to 80. Yeah. And romping it wherever I so chose. Yeah. Heck yeah. You drive like Grandpa Reese and you might get 22. I know. But I can afford the gas. So I don't care. <laughs> you can afford it too. Yeah, I can. I can. I I don't know. I don't know why. It It's just kind of like something that I've kind of always liked to do. Is, is I think they call it hypermiling. I mean, I wouldn't call what I'm doing in my Tacoma hypermiling, but I used to do that in my Corolla when I was commuting back and forth, and, and those dollars really made a big difference, you know? Yeah, I'm turning my camera back on, by the way, because I don't think it made any fucking difference to me. Uh, your no. your audio still sounds like a robot, so I'd rather, I'd rather have it? a little video interaction. Yeah, I mean, I see you, but your your whole screen is probably like 500 pixels. Okay, yeah, yours is too. We can turn it back off. It's not doing anything. That's yeah. pretty terrible. Yeah. Okay, back great. off. Yeah. Yep. But turn um, that shit off. All right. So um, you were uh, you were scoping out my uh, my podcast topics there. I saw. Yeah. You, you oh, saw. Yeah. You saw the key words, and this this struck you. You saw Jesus is my savior on on my podcast notes. It was in my defense. It was in the center of the screen. Um, it is definitely yep yep. When it yeah, Reese was showing his screen, and when he was exiting the pictures, yeah, the trials it, bike pictures. Yes, a word document flashed on, and the only words that I cued in on were "Jesus is my savior," and I'm like, Reese, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about this. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so where where that comes from, and this is uh, this is something that I don't know is is now is as good a time as any to talk about it because I'm not sure that I would do any any better explaining it while I'm by myself. So maybe this is better that we can actually talk through, through something. I like having okay. somebody to rebut me if i can use that as a verb 
Um, I think so. You know, right to like ask Re- questions. Rebute. Rebute. I don't know. Let's 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 say rebut with two T's. Rebut. Rebut. <laughs> so I'm all about that, but. So where where that comes from is uh, I was listening to one of the episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast, um, the Joe Rogan Experience, where he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on there, and um, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about. I'm just going to call him Neil from now on. Uh, Neil was talking about uh, truths, right? So, and I forget in what context this came up, but um, he said that there. So Neil said that there's there's three kinds of truths. So there's personal truth, there's political truth, and there's objective truth, All right? And so this is just like, I think it's just his worldview. Obviously, this is not like law, but personal truth is something like uh, Jesus is my savior. And so that's where you saw that. So okay, got right to the point of that. But <laughs> um, yeah, so, so something like Jesus is my savior or like... Uh, praise to Allah or whatever. Like, I don't, I'm not cultured in other religions, obviously, but, um, so that's, that's a personal truth or like, you know, what the, uh, the Scientologists believe that they were spit out of a volcano. That's their personal truth. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's Mm -hmm. something that they believe to be true. And is, is it's, it's not to say that these are facts, right? These are truths, whatever, you know, it's, it's kind of colloquially distinguishable somehow. And then a political truth is um, a, a political truth is something that becomes true in your head because it's been repeated so many times and it aligns with what you want. Hmm. Okay. Right. And then, so that was the way that Neil described it. Um, and so, I'm trying to think of an example of that. Like, I guess if uh, if you have an let's 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 use the example of the uh, Israel Palestine thing. So if you have in your head that you are already let's say against Israel and all of your all of your news sources that you happen to see regardless of of how you do your research happen to agree with that then that becomes kind of your political truth or mm-hmm. it could also go the same way with uh, politics let's say uh, you are a, a Republican and all of your sources of information talk shit about the Democrats. So your political truth is that all the Democrats are dirty rats, right? Yeah. I think that one kind of plays into today's society where you can find there's, it's like information overload. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can always find someone or some group that will agree with your position. Yeah. Like, weren't we talking one time about how, you know, or somebody, wait, no, it was, it was the podcast you had us listen to, um, where, or I just, I think I listened to it where the one dude, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, not Ari, not Ari, but, uh, he was like, a. they were talking about, um, postmodernism and he's like, and he was saying, Oh yeah. Was it dad sad. Dad sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and how he's, yeah. How he was like, you know, in today's society, you, you would have been, ostracized as an idiot before if you were a flat earther but now you can go find other flat earthers to support your theory and find forums so the amount of flat earthers has gone up like 1500 percent or something like that right yeah acceptance of ideas is not a great thing (laughs) not always no not always a great thing right that's that's certainly true and and uh 
yeah if uh if anybody in the audience is is interested in hearing more about that topic like listen to literally any episode of joe rogan and he will probably talk about it <laughs> it's flat earthers <laughs> not necessarily flat earthers but just the the concept that um anybody who has some crazy off the wall idea can find some echo chamber that will agree with them mm. and and they will end up being some sort of a fringe dweller if they yeah. aren't already yeah, yeah. And, and kind of alt right alt left type of thing okay okay so now the third truth third truth is the objective truth and so that is uh something that is established by the methods and tools of science and verified by the methods and tools of science so an objective truth in in the scientific method right a a hypothesis uh has to be testable and so once if if you are able to test your hypothesis um and you're able to repeat let's say you're able to test a hypothesis and the outcome confirms your hypothesis and other people replicate the study and and get the same thing and there's no evidence to counteract your hypothesis then it becomes a theory which is still not infallible right it it just means that it's there hasn't been sufficient evidence to disprove it mhm right? well and your the whole premise is not to prove your not to prove your hypothesis but to disprove it that's like yes the, you're not trying to prove something or you're not exactly. supposed to or but yeah okay continue yeah yeah well i mean you, you you hit it on the head i mean the the whole point of of a hypothesis is you create a scenario like the whole point let me back that up. Well, the whole point of a hypothesis is it has to be testable. There has to be there have to be certain conditions. Um, how can I say this? Because there have to. I wanted. I was going to say there have to be certain conditions under which you you test your hypothesis and you could disprove it. Mm-hmm. You you could theoretically disprove your hypothesis. But if you have you have an untestable hypothesis, then uh, th- then it is, you know, a personal truth, or uh, probably more so, a opinion, or an idea. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. What would you call that? Uh, in a, a, a hypothesis that cannot be tested. What would you call that? I'm that sure would be. A name for you it. would. I think you would just. I think that would fall under more personal truths because it's not testable. Sure. It's not. It's not tangible. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Well, if I'm going to dive right in, because I'm a science, I was a science major. Yeah. I think my, my rebuttal for all of it is just like, if you could give me the premise of a, of if my premise is that there is um, an entity, a being that is all knowing, all powerful, omni, omni power, omnipresent, omni, knowing um all of those things that, that that could do all of this how do you how do you think that our limited knowledge that we think isn't limited but that our knowledge could either prove or disprove so i just that that's my argument it's just like well how can we even if there is such a thing how do we think we're so sucked into our own hubris that we can either prove or disprove it and that our arrogance to think that we can disprove it from the things that we know, like the scale at which we know things like billions and billions of years, like, yeah. Is that really scalable to something that is all, that is all encompassing? 
I don't really think it is. I don't think I think that it's a big number to us, but that may not be a big number to something that is all power, all knowing. You know what I mean? So it's just like what it's our concept of gravity or like of scale like the the scale at which we think we know things and just like well we know all of this like you know josh you know it's all provable and i'm like sure yeah we can prove it to our own knowledge but like we don't know what we don't know you know you don't know what you don't know you can't and just because we have some huge just because we have some huge you know like scales to go off of like you know like the age of the earth is billions and billions of years i'm not denying that we can you know go and prove that but i'm just saying like is that really a, is that scale you know so large on the bigger picture you know it, it seems large to us and that we we can say well there can't be somebody couldn't have created this i'm just like I don't think you could say that. I don't think you're allowed. You, you know, you can. You that's know. your person. That's your personal truth. That's your personal truth. You're. I feel like people who are so strongly against, you know, you know that there is a god or something like that. It's their own. They're, they're determined. In their own heads, they're tr- they're trying to disprove something, and basically, to me, that's like just giving me acceptance that they're that they're accepting that there is something and they're just running away from it whereas i can get more on board with an agnostic of just like oh, i don't really think that there is but i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna tell you that you're wrong i just that's not what i you know but like the people who are ardent just like no there isn't this is science and like i'm just like you're <laughs> you're you're running away from something friend or you're scared of something like you're trying to push something away man like yeah i don't know it's it's definitely man's arrogance, um, and I, I've I've seen I've seen those sides, uh, you know, especially the uh, you know the ve- vehement atheist, if I'm yes. pronouncing yes. that word. Um, so I've I've been that, uh, and so as of late, I'm more of the mind that it seems arrogant to to think that we could know everything, and so I'm open to the possibility, but I don't have sufficient evidence to believe yet yeah so you're i mean you're what i would consider agnostic you're just like well yeah i don't know what happens yeah i don't know what happens you know i'm i'm open to the idea that at some point we could we could discover some method of knowing um it seems kind of difficult i mean you would have to like do you have you'd have to die and come back but even still like those types of things i'm i'm skeptical of just because you know the mind does crazy things when it's in stressful situations so that even that type of a scenario like the i so that's that's that goes back to the idea of the testable hypothesis and so that's that's where i'm like well i don't have sufficient it's kind of like what the pentagon said on the whole ufo stuff right like Mm -hmm. we don't have sufficient evidence to say that these are alien crafts but we also don't have sufficient evidence to say that they're not alien crafts. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the position where I'm in with the, with the God thing. And so as I was, I was telling my, uh, my newly found Mormon writing buddy, like I yeah, will just yeah. take the good things from all of these religions and take all that God stuff and put it in a little box and throw it over there. <laughs> like, you know, all the, all the good things like, uh, you know, don't murder, don't covet thy neighbor's wife, you know, all the, all the things that, you know, make good sense 
in a rational society? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that because, you know, it had to, you know, those things had to be figured out. You know what I mean? It had to be, it has to be learned, I think, you know, uh, what separates us from the animals, you know, (laughs) and I'm going to get shit. I'm going to get shit for that because people, you know, a lot of people don't think there is separation, but I mean, I truly, I truly do believe that like there are, I, I was a, I was a science major, everybody. I, I studied animals for, for, you know, for my education and like, that's what I do for a living basically, or did for a long time. Um, so I can, I know the, I know the examples in the wild of altruistic behavior. Um, altruistic is, you know, doing something not for yourself, but the sole benefit of another thing, another creature. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I truly think that those are just some exceptions and I, and I definitely appreciate the animal kingdom. Um, and I think that it's to be, you know, respected and, you know, I think there's a lot of, you know, like whales, like they, you know, they, they like mourn losses of their other animals. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, they, I, I don't, I don't believe that animals, you know, show the same sort of like like world views and like things that we engage in and like, you know, trying to save the planet and like, you know, realizing our fuck ups, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, I just, you know, uh, maybe, maybe that's arrogance. I don't know, but I just, I just don't see that it's demonstrated that, you know, another species would, would care like we do about that. I mean, we're shitty. We we fucked we fucked a lot of things up. <laughs> but like at least we care. There's a lot of people that care very strongly. And and you know, I think that's I think that's what separates us from the animal kingdom is that caring. That that uh that you know deep introspective like regret for actions and such. Um yeah. that's like what makes sociopaths is like they don't they don't have that. Sure. Yeah. I mean I I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who would deny that like the complexity of a human civilization and community is much greater than the complexity of, of let's say a, a pod of whales, right? It's, it's not, it's not the same, you know, we have language and, and we're, you know, obviously whales get around the world through the oceans and everything, but we're all over the place. We have cultures, we have travel, we have people that, uh, speak multiple languages that are our go-betweens. We have trade between groups. You know, we have a written language. We have history that we've written down. We have lessons learned. We've created science. Like, there's obviously some differences. We we become the advanced civilization over the animals for sure. Yeah, I mean, all of those things are like they. Tr- you know, people try to. Category, you know, they try to catalog those things in nature. Though people are desperate to, so like you know, whales have their own. They have like their own societies. They have their own dialects. They have their own like, um, you know, 
I don't know what to call it, like tribes, you know, pa, you know, different families and like just, yeah. you know, different hunting styles. So like you can consider those like histories, like passed on, like, you know, sure. certain, certain ones only hunt in this style and it's like passed on and trained and learned. And so, I mean, like people try to categorize all those things and like make rebuttals for all of those arguments that you just said. And I'm not, I'm not trying to rebut you. I'm just trying rebut. I'm not yeah. trying to rebut you, but like <laughs> they do try to like all of those instances so i'm like trying to more say it's like it's that mental step of um yeah i don't know i don't know it's just that that one click over of just you know the separation it's hard it's a it's a hard it's a hard thing to um to categorize for sure, and it's it's definitely outside of our realm of understanding a little bit too. I mean, just think about like it's hard for us to understand, uh, you know, like my people. You're, you're part of my people, right? The right, the white heterosexual males. <laughs> uh, it's hard for us to um, empathize with a situation of say like a black man, right? Because we don't have the same experiences of anybody, you know, just. Another white guy, you don't have the same experiences as that person. And so we don't have the same, just the same thing. We don't have the same experiences of a pot of whale. So going back to the hubris thing, um, there's also the point that, you know, just because the the yardstick that we use to measure complexity and um, uh, advancement happens to be, you know, buildings, wealth, written language, written history, and all these other things, just because we're using that yardstick and putting that up against uh, uh, the whales, let's say. You're, you're very right. I'm getting, they might, yeah, I'm, they yeah. might have a completely different yardstick, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting what you're stepping, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing to say that their, their civilization, their community isn't equally as complex in a, a different way that we don't even really understand you know i that's uh that's yeah. a better way to look at it in my opinion yeah i still think though like that whales you know they're driven by instincts yep. to breed and you know to you know reproduce and if if able i like i think i don't think i don't think that any animal would like think about like self-regulating and like you know population control like mm. that we do and like you know yeah. choosing to have fewer young and like um to you know like or you know that sort of thing of like just expansion and um and just worrying the worrying about the planet i think is just is a something that i'm drawing to that as an example of the mental click that I'm talking about, the mental difference of, of like, you know, I, I, you know, people ask me like, you know, or like, oh, like if you, you know, you killed a spider, oh, why'd you do that? I'm like, because that motherfucker was in my house. Like if I was in his house, <laughs> if I was in his house, he would kill me dead. You know what I mean? He wouldn't give yeah. a shit. You know, he would yeah. fucking kill me if he could, you know? Right. Um. So... And, you know, a lot of whales don't do that. You know, they, they, but if you were like harming their young, like, I mean, well, I mean, if they're harming my young, I'd, I'd kill a motherfucker. But, um, but it's, it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just like if a 
animal population expands and expands and expands, there's something, there's a check and a balance. But yeah. we're, we have, we have come to a state of like such understanding that we are our own check and balance. And we're like accepting huger scale. And maybe, maybe it is hubris to say that, that an animal doesn't, you know, have that cognizance, but I just, um, that's my personal truth. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know of a sep- yeah. of just being a, of a separation, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it makes sense because we're, we're at a level as humans where we can change our environment, where we don't really see that happening with whales and other animals. And, and like you were saying, you know, it, it doesn't appear to us that whales uh, make any sort of conscious effort to um, control their population numbers or any other animal species for that matter. But there are, generally speaking, natural forces that keep them in check, whereas, you know, in... in in a lot of cases, again, trying to trying to stay humble here, humans are kind of above that because we are at the top of the food chain. It seems there's there's a lot of things that would normally check another animal species from you know having a population this large. Yeah, uh, like the lynx. We are kind of pushed yeah. past that. Yeah. You know, well, like I was we going to say like, like the lynx and the snowshoe hare is a good example of like you can just see. Uh, on their, you know, two um, two bar uh, bar graphs right next mm-hmm. to each other of the population of snowshoe hares and lynx, and it's just it's they they, they move together the the yeah. both the graphs. So like as the as the snowshoe hare population increases, so the, so does the lynx population. But it gets to a certain extent of the lynx population that it crashes. The snowshoe hare population, and then the lynx yep. don't have any food, so then they all fucking die, you know. And uh, then yeah. that that allows, you know, that allows the snowshoe hare to rebound in population, and it just goes like the these cycles. Um, sure. And it's just like in, it's just so tracked, like you were saying. There's like checks and balances in nature, where we've we've allowed ourselves to come above that, and you know, then you know, arguably like on the scientific basis, like the, the mind has, has evolved to where we can think about that and ponder that. And we've, you know, been able to, you know, have the time to think and ponder our place in the universe, you know what I mean? And, and, and how we deal with, you know, ourselves, basically, we are our own demise, you know what I mean? We're killing the planet, you know, all this stuff, like, yeah yeah i mean that's that's yeah i'm gonna take what you just said at face value because i don't think that's what you actually mean but um just the killing the planet part but yeah we don't we don't have like a natural predator to keep us in check we have to do that ourselves but yeah we've kind of graduated to a point where we have to do that for ourselves otherwise we can see the eventual demise on the horizon right Mm -hmm. where as far as animals like I mean, there's lots of examples, but I mean, it's still like, it's just not at that same level. It's, it's, there's still instincts at play. There's still just base, you know, like food, you know, you know, getting food, you know, oh, I'll play with my food because I have an abundance of it, but still it's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're going to keep going if you can, you know what I mean? And we right. have, but then now we've like decided, 
like oh you know we can change things or like we can you know people are having less children now and all this stuff like consciously yeah that's an interesting point about like base instincts right so like i was just kind of thinking that through doing a bit of a thought experiment about you know it's it's not as if we don't it's not as if we are not slaves to our basic instincts anymore it's just it's Mm -hmm. mostly that our basic needs are met so readily and easily that we don't really think about them but i imagine you know if you take that away if you take you know the the availability of food shelter um whatever else the basic needs are i bet our basic instincts would would be pretty uh come back heightened. pretty strong yeah heightened yeah and then and then on the flip side i'm i'm playing this tape forward here let's say you know i'm trying to somehow assimilate say evil dictators you know we bring our friend hitler back into this question <laughs> into this discussion <laughs> Yeah, so like let's 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 throw Hitler into the mix here. So what happened with Hitler? Was he just so bored because all of his needs were met that uh, you know, it seemed like a good enough time to start start fucking shit up? I mean, what what happened there? You know? Oh, hello. Oh, we got a visitor. Bel- belching beaver, peanut butter milk <laughs> stout. Mm. Oh, I've got I've got room in my cup. My cup filleth. Theodore, <laughs> we just turned the cameras back. Hi, my boy. Say hi to Reese. Say hi to Uncle Reese. Get him a little closer. Can you see the <gasps> wave? There he is. Hi. Say hi. <laughs> Say hi. Oh, he waved. He did. He it. waved. Yeah, he gave me a little. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to slobber right over it. Get your mouth all the way over it. You want some bourbon? No. Help me, help me drink the bourbon? <laughs> no. no, thanks. Gross. Momentary pause. Me and Reese yeah. are into some deep topics right now. Mm. We, are, <laughs> we are in the rabbit hole. Balls deep, some might say. Philosophy and just like the inner workings of the brain. Riveting oh, stuff. Well, yeah, they're gonna write. They're gonna write stories about this podcast. Oh yeah, it's going down into the annals of history. <laughs> the annals of history. Is it the annals? 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 I don't. I don't know how you pronounce it. Annals. I don't know. Some annals. Is it annals or annals? Annals. I don't know either. I just. I, I usually just go to Google and have Google do it. Tell me, Siri. I, it looks like it's two L's. But is it anal, anals, or anoles? A N N A L S. Okay, let me hear it. Hold on. It just says anals. It's the phonetic pronunciation is A N U H L Z. Anals. 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 Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I was wrong on both counts. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Anals. Word, though. <laughs> anals. <laughs> um, the anals of history. Stick it. I'll tell you where to stick it. <laughs> but I don't know. I so getting back to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, and his three truths. Let's try to circle back here. I feel that there is some middle ground. I feel like 
like I said, there's some acceptance of human hubris and just like acceptance of our own grandeur that science makes sometimes and that I I think I think needs to be addressed and I don't think I think it's and yes it's I always speak about it on grand scales and it's hard for me to it sucks to be so generalized and just talk about science in general but like I think I've talked to you about it before like I've used like mathematical proofs before as an example of just like to get into basic math you have these things called proofs and it's the example is that x equals point nine 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 and then you just the proof says okay it's really fucking close can you just give me that x equals one let's just just give me this one that's the proof. I mean, that's literally the proof. It's just like, okay, yeah. we're so close to one. Can you just give me that it's one? And I feel like this this example happens in science a little bit. And I'm not saying it's wrong. And I'm not saying it's wrong to do it. I'm just saying that on a grand scale and human hubris again, thinking that we know everything, it... it to me, sometimes, some science disciplines, they, in my example, my analogy is they put all the scientific papers in a room, in a big pile, and then they dance around the pile and, and worship the pile. And they sure. say, look at how much science we have. We have a lot of science. We have all of this. Yeah, It's backed up. Worship it. <clears throat> it is truth. And I'm just saying, like, wait a second. Now you're worshiping something and you're giving me shit for worshiping something else. Like, come on. Like, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying. Yeah, I don't know. And I know, yes, it's a broad statement. And I'm not saying that all science is not good. But I'm just saying, like, you know, we don't know what we don't know. You know, there's some things yeah. we, we do know. So it's just. I just don't like to be an absolutist. I just don't like to be so far of just, um, you know, one way or another. I like to, to say, hey, you know, humans are flawed. Like, we make mistakes and we do, you know, getting back to the other conversation, you know, we do act on our own base instincts sometimes. So a base instinct to be successful and to be the best chimp and to be the smartest chimp. And so you can game some figures and you can fuck with some shit to make things the way you want them. And then how many people are really replicating this study? Like one or two? And then it's like gold? Like, where's the money? Like, is there really enough money to reproduce these studies that many times? Like, sure, certain things have been reproduced a billion times. You know, like... You know, gravity, you know, drop this Damn, thing. Damn, you just went it... full robot. I think I'm going to have to go off camera again. Oh, did I? Am I back? Yeah. Okay, let me go off again. See, you you went off robot, so that's why I turned the cameras back on. Yeah, it was good for a second. Yeah, your video quality was great when Theodore was there. Okay. Well, anyways, that's my that's my argument, and, and it's very broad, and I don't know. it. I probably sound like an idiot to most people, but... No, that's I think that's I... my protection against uh, you know my own brain of you know allowing me to have gone through the public school system and the school system in general, 
and you know learn science and be a science major and still come out with my faith you know yeah i think um yeah the the hubris the question of hubris that comes up that comes into play a lot in that example and um you know there's there's just so many opportunities for corruption in science and uh, and and we are tribal right so i'm gonna, i'm going to tie in a lot of things here as to try and rationalize this not not to say that it's good but just to say why it happens um so i think science uh in general exists outside of people and people corrupt science and so the corruption of science is exactly what you said where you know we we come up with all these papers that um contribute to a theory and so that that, that theory has not been dri- disproved and so we treat that theory as gospel right which is exactly the opposite of science which is that you create a testable hypothesis and you continue to test it and new evidence is assimilated into it and then you make new hypotheses and test them and so yeah i think i think you're right in that uh, this can happen statistics get twisted uh, you start bringing in financial impacts into the direction that the science is going and and um, statistics can be manipulated I think we talked about before so mm-hmm. yeah there's that's definitely a problem when people start treating scientific theories as infallible but I also I really dislike the argument that oh well that's just a theory okay well everything's just a fucking theory because we don't know everything like mm-hmm. that's the point yeah. so yeah get that and out i don't and i don't like the mindset that i put out there for myself uh, it seems a little conspiracy theorist and i and i don't really like that argument of just like well they could be lying you know okay you can say that about anything you know what i mean yeah it, it just kind of throws a wrench into the situation but I do think there's a happy middle ground again, like the absolutism of just like, like I don't want to throw out there like, oh, everybody's just gaming the system, and you know it could be a lie because that's yeah. just like the call of the conspiracy theorist, and I'm not that, but I'm just saying that that you can't overlook hubris and human error and you know not knowing what we don't know and just all of these things you just you can't overlook it but you can't just throw it out there at every turn so it's just a real catch-22 it's again you know it's the catch-22 of like of my faith of like there are catch-22s out there of saying you know you know oh jesus is my lord and savior and he makes everything right and he, you know, he heals everything and, you know, he corrects everything that you've done wrong. Well, that's, that's correct. But you don't just get to keep on doing whatever you're doing. Well, what's the tipping point, Josh? Where does it become, where does the rubber meet the road? Well, I don't really know. You know, nobody what knows. Do you, what do you mean by the tipping point? Where's the uh, tipping point there? So, um, when, when is people always want to know how to be good? That's like, you know, how religion can be corrupted is tell me, just tell me how to be good. And Tell I'll me do what it. To do. Tell me what to do. Tell me how to get to heaven. Tell me how to get to heaven, and I'll do it. People don't okay. want to figure. People don't want to figure things out for themselves. People don't want to. Don't want to take a hard introspective look and say, "Am I being a shitty person?" Um, people just. Sure. Pe- I you just. People just need to be told how to how to be good and how to get to heaven, and they'll do it. That's how. 
That's how religion has been corrupted and manipulated throughout history. Is oh for sure is is just is that you know do this and you will go to heaven. You'll get seventy two virgins. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. But so the rubber meets the road of like of you know accepting for me accepting the fact that I can't that I'm going to do wrong and that I can't get to heaven on my own, that I have to have JC on my side, that he had to die, that he had, you know, blood had to be spilled to pay for my shittiness. You know, I'm, you know, I'm fucked up and I can't, I can't possibly do enough right to make up for that. So blood had to be spilled to make up for all that shit. So, but the understanding that I can't just keep on doing whatever the hell I want to and then just on every Sunday just be like, uh, please forgive me. Yeah. But but the side note is that it does work. It does you know, if you do ask for forgiveness, you will be forgiven. But it it <laughs> there's this unknowable tipping point of just like you can't just keep doing that. You know what I mean? It it yeah. And it's different for every person, I think. And that's the thing that drives people crazy is not knowing. We have to know. We have to test. We have to be able to prove. We we can't not know. And you just, you know, as a, you know, for me as a Christian, you just got to raise your hands up and say, fuck, I don't know. You know what I mean? There's just like, you just can't know everything. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what I mean on the rubber meat in the road thing. But. But yeah, it's a, such a catch twenty two of like, you know, I'm, you know, oh well, if you're if you're if you're always gonna be messed up, then you just, you know, you're just having out, you know, you just get to keep on doing doing wrong, and and being messed up and just, you know, oh here's your out, you know what I mean, you know, oh just pray pray about it and you're forgiven. Well, yeah. Yes, but no, <laughs> and I can't really explain it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a net good somewhere in there. I'm not going to claim to understand how that system works, but um, yeah, that's interesting. The idea that uh, pe- people want to know they need they need basically a list of conditions that they need to meet in order to get into heaven. That's that's a very interesting. I thought that would resonate. I thought that would resonate with you. Yeah, I, I I'm really interested in that idea. Uh, so I've been listening to um, Alan Watts, who's this hmm. uh, Englishman. Who's, he's kind of a philosophy guy of sorts. Um, he knows a lot about Buddhism and some other things. If uh, if you ever have time, I like to listen to him a little bit, like right before bed, and he just kind of gets me into kind of that like thoughtful mode. And then uh, I've discovered that I actually have to turn him off about ten minutes before to bed because I'm, I'm gonna write down. I'm gonna write a note down. I have a notepad in my phone. Yeah, check him out. There's a couple of playlists on Spotify that you can check out that are that are like some of his some of his um, better one-liners or like uh, rants, short rants to music, like to like soothing music. So is he on Spotify? It, yeah, a, a little bit of it is on Spotify. I think I have acquired some via illegitimate means and that's kind of what <laughs> I'm doing. Like a um, one or two of his audiobooks, or, or I think it's just a lecture series actually. Um, but yeah, check Alan Watts. Um, I think it's just one L two T's. Um, Englishman talks a lot about Buddhism and stuff. But anyway, so um, so when he's talking about Buddhism, one of the things that he was talking about was how in Buddhism, the, to become enlightened, you basically have to 
um, you have to get to a point where you don't desire. And so the crazy thing about that is that then if, if you're striving to become enlightened, then <laughs> you desire. desire not to desire. Yes. Yes. Right. And so it's, it's that, that thing where like you, you know, in, I I I'm I don't want to lean towards saying like wow Buddhism really has it right but like just the way uh I don't know what their spiritual side is it just seems to be more of like a mindset than anything uh than like a faith-based type thing but um I really like a lot of the things at least that Alan Watts talks about with Buddhism they seem like really good tenets for life more so than you know trying to meet all these prerequisites to get into heaven through whatever you know religious avenue you're taking and so that's that's yeah that that um it's like a catch-22 like you just said you're you're striving yeah. you're striving to be unstriving you know you're striving to have no strive you know <laughs> yeah you're yeah you're you're trying not to try yes it's yes. a very weird thing and maybe maybe it's because i'm not part of any religious community that that it seems to me that there isn't enough talk in religious institutions about like don't don't try to just meet all these requirements to get into heaven like just you know just like be a good person. What does it mean to be a good person? What does that mean to you? What does that mean to the world? What is your impact on the world? You know, that type yeah. of thing, like hey, a, a worldview. Yeah. Hey, Jesus summed up the whole Bible in two statements. What do you say? Two statements to sum up the entire Bible. Do unto the, do unto others as you would do unto yourself and sure. love, love the Lord, your God with all your heart. Those are ambiguous things. Those are both very subjective things that yeah. are not measurable and that are not categorized do unto others as you would have done to yourself yeah and love love god with all your heart well what what is all my heart what 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 do i what what says you know what i would do to myself is the same as somebody else you know so they're very subjective things but yeah. i mean it it applies to most people that most people want to be treated well and uh and not treated poorly uh, yeah yeah for sure i mean yeah that's definitely one of those cases where i'll take the first and leave the second but <laughs> <laughs> sure sure i don't i don't I just bring it back to that <laughs> i brought up the second just just the fact that it is also ambiguous of just like well yeah one person's one person's worship is you know you know religions that have you go you know that have you go to you know church or worship or some do something all yeah. the time you know to to prove that you love god and it's just like well you know that's me i like i don't really i i used to go to church and i went to church up in college cuz i found a good one but like i haven't really i don't it's not you know i live by those two i try to i try to live by those two principles and neither one of those does it say that I, that i <laughs> need to go to church Right. Um, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that, like, it's, you know, it's totally subjective on on the person. And, and it's, and that's why, you know, that's why it's easily, you know, religion is easily manipulated, manipulative because 
people people like to be told what to do. Like I just got enough like in an argument with the wife. Like we were driving back down from Tahoe and I was starving. Like I was kind of hungover because I <laughs> I enjoyed myself the night before. It was like a Saturday night and you know she put the baby to bed and I had just been having some vodka cocktails the whole night and just, you know, and then I woke up the next day, a little hungover, a little fucked. And then like my mom and grandma were coming up on Sunday, the day oh, we boy. were leaving and they got there at freaking eight thirty AM. And I like still didn't even have my pants on. I was just in boxers <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh God, I haven't even eaten yet. And then like we, we literally packed up the whole house. I hadn't eaten yet. I was dying and just like driving back down the hill from Tahoe. And I was just like, uh, I, had, I had like a little, I had a little BF. I had a little bitch fit. I was like a little, I was a little baby. And I admitted yeah. this and I can admit this. I was a little bitch. Yeah. But like, I was just like, I just need you to tell me what to do. Like, I can't <laughs> think right now. I just need you to, I need you to make the decision and just like, God damn it. Like, like just being a little baby. And I was just like, God, just. You know, just make the decision. So, like, people just like need to be told what to do sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's really easy. There's definitely some things that I have just no tolerance to make a decision on. I'm like, I don't care. Just, like, I, I need a decision to be made, and then let's do it. So I, I definitely understand that point of view. Yeah. For some things, for some things, and, and I don't know, I guess for religion, but... I think the point of religion is for you to get beyond just like trying to get to the end and and to live the journey, right? Yeah, isn't that yeah. the isn't that the point of religion? Hopefully that that most people take away from religion, you're not just like you're not just checking a bunch of boxes so that you're no, like, yep, yeah, got the last easter egg, I'm I'm good to go. You, yeah, you live yeah. the life. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking from my own experience, yeah. I mean, I can only speak from mine, but you know, it's not. There is no boxes. You know, what I mean, there's only there's only one. There's only one, and that you know, you can't. Nothing <laughs> that I do is gonna do it. So I've already I've already expanded upon this multiple times, but um, but yeah. Oh sure, yeah. You, you. So I'm a little bit confused about the like you need Jesus Christ. Like it, it's it's already done, right? Like. So the, the sacrifice has already been made. So, like, when you say, like, you can't do it without Jesus, like, if that sacrifice had never been made, yeah, you would never get into heaven. But, like, what, where, where does that leave you right now? Like, I, I guess I don't understand the, like, why do you what – what do you mean when you say, I can't do it without Jesus Christ? Um, uh, where does that leave me right now? Well, it's the acceptance that that he that he died for my sins it's like the acceptance that he did it so even though it was in the past is that what you're getting at well yeah i mean i it's, it's so it seems like an acknowledgement mm-hmm. um so when you say you can't you can't get in you, you know you can't i'm assuming the subtext is um you can't get into heaven without jesus christ and the point of that is that uh, in the Christian religion, Jesus died for your sins, and so that offsets that that helps bring the scales more to even with any good that you can do in your lifetime, so that you can actually get into heaven. Because if he hadn't done that, you wouldn't be able to get into heaven. So correct, yeah. Right, right now, when you say you can't do 
you you know you need Jesus Christ like you do but th- that's already been done so now now it's just about acknowledging him and his sacrifice that's correct yeah it's the acknowledgement yeah e- even though it's already been done yeah so okay yeah so it's the acknowledgement that that is what's covering me so it's like it's okay it, it's I, the Old Testament is, you know, something that people throw in, you know, relig- you know, Judeo-Christians faces. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there there is something to be said about like, you know, you know, put the fear of God, put the fear of God in you. Have you heard that expression? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put the fear of God in you. Like, I mean, uh, you know, he he's been around the block. You know what I mean? He This motherfucker's seen some shit, you know, and I say that with all due respect. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, so and I say that with with love. I'm like, you know, you know, in my opinion, God has been through some shit, and so, you know, he's he's kind of probably probably a little fed up with our with with humans, and and not fed up, but like just you know, we've there's in the Old Testament, like there's been so there was you know like the Jewish people you know, were led into salvation. And then like, you know, 30 years later, they were, they were worshiping a golden cow. And he's just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I just got you out of, I just got you out of Egypt. Like what the hell? Now you're worshiping a golden cow. This is bullshit. Like what the hell guys? Yeah. Um, Feeling, feeling pretty thankless here. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, he's appreciated, you know, the fear of God thing is where I'm coming from, from saying I can't do it without him is because like I have messed up in my life and I know that I can't live up to those old ways and those old standards and nobody could. And that's the whole point. That's the whole point of the whole story is that nobody really can. And the Jews are a whole different story. Um, that I, I won't get into right now, but, I, but I, you know, they, you know, they were, you know, purposefully blinded to the, to Jesus. I mean, he came for the Jews first. It was, it was written that he was, um, but they didn't, they couldn't see, they couldn't see who he was. They couldn't see, you know, his point. So he, you know, he, he came for everybody as well, but I, I'm divulging. I'm not going to get into the Jewish side of things right now, but. Um, getting back to your question, it is an acknowledgement of the past actions and it is an acknowledgement of what happened and knowing that I can't live up to those old Testament standards and, um, you know, they weren't really written for me anyways. Um, but, uh, I can't live up to those. So I, I, I need, I need JC and, and, and the sacrifice. Interesting. I, think, I, I hope that answered the question. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I think I got the point across. Well, I think you got the point across. I think I understand what the point of that that saying that is. Um. Yeah, it's it's, you know, I have a unique perspective in that I wasn't brought up with religion, so a lot of these things are just like new thought experiments for me. So okay. it's it's not as if I've like grown up with like uh, a political truth which is something that has been told to me so many times that it is just now true like mm-hmm. like right so if, if I were to have grown up in a Catholic church by this point in my life if I'd still been going I, I would have had some pretty ingrained beliefs and you know let's just say personal truths and political truths uh, that I believed about the world and about 
religion and things, but I don't. I have. I. I don't have any of that. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't have any. I don't have any biases. Notions, yeah. yeah, I don't. Ha- I don't have any biases against uh, the LDS Church or, uh, well, a little bit of Scientology. Well, is that Latter Day Saint? Yeah, Latter Day Saints. Yeah, the uh, Mormon folks. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm. I'm. I'm getting accustomed to the lingo. Um, well, I got accustomed to the lingo. Just it's it. Yeah, the the LDS thing is. It's really interesting, but the, I feel like they do what a lot of religions do, where they come in and they say, "Everybody else got it wrong, and so we're setting it right." Yeah, um, man, so. that 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 group. I have no issues with that group. I think they're very. They, well, they they still they they practice the same Bible that you know normal you know Christian that I do. Um, yeah, they just have extra. They just have extra stuff. Um, right, but yeah, they practice the same. They practice the same Bible, and like, I have you know good people. But if they, you know, I've had like, you know, semi debates, and that's where I like form my, you know, differences. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's very you know for me the differences is very simple. I'm just like you know in the New Testament, you know, in. I think it was Matthew. I can't, I'm not, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the quoter. I'm not the quoter guy, but sure. I think it was Matthew. Or, I mean, Jesus literally says like, look, people are going to come after me preaching in my name. Mm-hmm. You look out for that motherfucker. Yeah. You tell them, you tell them to take their cross and, and walk themselves up to the mountain and, you know, put themselves on display and, and, and you know, lower themselves it's basically basically what he got at. It was just saying, people are going to come after me in my it, preaching in my name, and that's literally their name. Their title is Latter Day Saints. Later, coming yeah. later. So I just like yeah. I'm just looking at. It, I'm just like, bro, it's in your title. <laughs> it's in but your I title. Mean, JC JC said that they were going to come after him, and then yeah. they're literally called the Latter Day Saints. So just to me, I'm just like, bro, it's in your title. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely it's a lot easier to poke fun at the Mormons just because I mean their their religion is so new that the origins of it are a lot closer to where we are now, so it's a lot easier to say, well, you know, with all the information that we have, the origins of this seem kind of uh, flimsy. But with Christianity, like let's let's just say like the New Age Christianity, not not mm. getting back to the Catholics or the Jews. I guess the Jews, right? That's those are the folks. So it's the Jews who go up to the Old Testament, and then what like modern day Christianity goes New Testament, and that is and that Catholic. also Catholics? Correct. Okay, and then then you got the Latter Day Saints, aka the Mormons, who now have the Book of Mormon that you throw on top of that. That's correct. Right. Yeah. right? So. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to get into start like start arguing opposite points. But isn't it just a little bit like too obvious that like when somebody comes in and is preaching a religion, you know, let's let's use the example of of uh, Jesus here. So like he's establishing, you know, if we you. just use the book timeline. So we've we've now crossed over from the Old Testament, and now the New Testament is starting with Jesus, right? That's isn't that no, kind of no. I get works? you. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when Jesus comes in, he's saying, okay, well, 
you know, there was all that other stuff, but we're making it new. Okay, so he's oh, doing dude, that. Oh, dude, I'm I'm with you. Okay, continue. Right? I'm not going to keep interrupting you. All right, so he's he's saying, okay, so we we got some new stuff going on here, and uh, also there's going to be some stuff that comes after me, but don't listen to them. Right? Isn't that a little like I'm not yes. I'm not discrediting yeah. it because no, I feel like no. anybody would say this, but it's like I feel like the Mormons could say this too. There could just as easily be like a latter Latter Day Saints. Yeah, no, the no, Mormons. No, no, I totally get you. He was the new guy on the block, and they, and everybody, the Pharisees, all of them at the time, you know, all the religious leaders at the time that you know he was. They put him to death, you know, because yeah, you know right. he he was the new guy on the block. He was spouting bullshit. Right. Um, here's the thing. This is what he said about the people who come after them. Yeah. Tell them to take their cross and go up like me. Basically, he didn't gain anything. He was he. He was put to death. Yeah. He, where was his gain? He he died. He died doing, you know, you know, whether or not you want to believe it or not, but I mean, there's a lot of documented, you know, I mean, written, you know, that he did miracles, you know, whether or not you want to believe it or not. I, it's not for me to say. But he, you know, he was he was definitely a person. <laughs> he definitely lived and he definitely did some yeah. did some amazing things uh somehow you know whether or not you want to believe him or not but he he didn't gain anything he died he was he was put to death and uh, most of his most of his disciples the 12 disciples i didn't know this until recently most of them were also crucified most of them also died Hmm. uh were killed put to death crucified um yeah so that's the whole thing of me i'm just like there was some gain happening <laughs> for the Mormon, you know, yeah. uh, you know, there were, there, there was some gain happening, you know, well, but and before and, Jesus died, but like while he was accumulating disciples, he, he had a bit of notoriety. He popularity. Had of, okay. Yeah, okay. Had, There's some stuff going on, right? Okay. Okay. So put some value in clout. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying Joseph Smith drug his cross up there and nailed his ass to it, but like. You know, Jesus. Jesus got some notoriety yeah. before he died. Before, before he willingly and he knew it. I mean, it, I mean, at least if you, you know, if you believe according the documentation, the yeah, it's according to the stories. He knew it was going to happen. He knew he was going to die. Yeah. Um, so that's for me. That's the difference. It's like you, you know, you know, you're going to die, and you willingly do it. Yeah, um, he was a martyr. He he committed yeah. to the cause. Yeah, dedicated and, his life to and it. none of those early Mormons did that. <laughs> did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know much about it, but from what I understand, it. Yeah, the the beginnings are pretty flimsy. It definitely, from what I have heard of, especially like what what I have not heard repeated from, uh, committed Mormons acknowledging this, but but say like Jack Mormons folks who are kind of on the outs of the Mormon religion, but, but, you know, were born into it and raised into it. They, they have acknowledged that, that Joseph Smith was a bit of a shyster before, like he was the town shyster and he was pretty young. I heard like 13 or so when he found these, uh, these gold tablets or whatever. And he was known to be kind of a trickster in the town prior to that. Mm -hmm. And, And so I, I feel like, you know, this is kind of a situation where a kid was taking advantage of the gullibility of of a town 
and then it kind of spiraled into this religion. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to poke holes. These are the holes that other people have poked, and it's yeah. it's it doesn't yeah. really. It seems to me that it doesn't really matter where it came from. Some people will will argue the opposite. It's it's kind of like what they stand for now is is pretty good. You know, they're they're good folks and and they dedicate themselves to helping others. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you on that. Which is I yeah, um I was talking to my buddy Joe earlier and I was like I, I I was like I need to ask one of my Mormon buddies like why how come all Mormons are like golden retrievers? They're just like <laughs> always just so happy and nice. Like it's it's kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, I get you. No, no, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want to tell anybody that they're, tell anybody doing right like that that they're doing wrong. You know, so like I don't, yeah. I don't ever, I don't ever approach anybody. I've been approached the few times that I've ever, you know, politely debated. You sure, know, it never, it never got ugly. But like, I never, I never would approach anybody and like try to tell them they're wrong or anything like that. I was, I was approached like two times that I've ever discussed. Um, you know, and they, I don't know, it's written in their, in their stuff that like Jesus like came back again and was like visited, then visited America. Yeah. And like, they have stuff like native Americans, like they have crosses and stuff like that. And, yeah, like bringing the Jews over to the Americas, and then oh the, my goodness, yeah, the Mormons think that they are the chosen yeah. people, that they're the they're the Jewish, na- you know, basically the Jewish nation is them. They are they are the chosen people, not the Jews. And oh my goodness, like all I my yeah. my only rebuttal for that is just like, what did Jesus miss the first time? What did he not do the first time? <laughs> Tell me that. You know, I don't yeah. want to hear about what you think he did the the second time. Whatever. You know, that's you know, we're just going to always disagree on that. What did, what did he not do, the first time? Can you tell me that? What did he yeah. miss? What did he? I miss? guess I, I, I had this discussion with my my new writing buddy, and and I didn't I didn't get to that point. He mentioned something to the effect that you know the other religions had kind of like gone astray, and so like the second coming was essentially like putting. Uh, establishing the revolution. I think he used that word a couple of times. So it's like setting, setting the record straight again, trying to get the religion back on track with this new religion uh, was kind of the way it was described to me, but I didn't get a chance. I didn't, it didn't occur to me at the time to ask the question of, yeah. Okay. So what, I don't think that Jesus went wrong. I think that people. I think his expl- explanation would be, if I were to put words in his mouth, would be that you know once Jesus was gone, then people kind of went astray of the original message. Was I think that's the explanation? Hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's fine. I mean, yeah, there's no rebuttal to that. I mean, you know, that's just you know, I can't. You know, it. it it's. It's tough to each their own, you know what I mean? I right. I, you know, I you know, I'm not going to tell you what to believe. Don't tell me what to believe. We're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? There we go. There's yeah. my conservative, there's my conservative mindset. Don't tell me what to believe. I won't tell you what to believe. If you want to hear my opinion, you know, come talk to me or listen to my podcast, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I'm not forcing you to listen. I'm not forcing you, you know, I'm not I'm not going to shove my ideas down your throat. Um, sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's definitely some weird stuff, definitely some weird stuff going on. I like, I like, 
Oh my god, the South Park episode, the wife. Well, if you put him, if you hide the documents and then make him tell you, make him yeah. do it again, it should be the same. Well, okay, it'll be the same, but it'll be slightly different. <laughs> right, because it came from somebody else. Yeah, that was that was. Oh, um, man, that was funny. Lucy, was right was, on the nose. What was her? What was her? What was her name? Lucy Smith. Smart, 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 smart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Joseph was, Harris. Yo, Lucy. Uh, yeah, no, Lucy was, Harris. Smart, smart, smart. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> Martin Harris. Dum dum dum. <laughs> dum dum. Just tells you, like, just take a uh, take a healthy degree of skepticism into everything. Like, it's not good to be skeptical and disbelieve everything, but it's also not good to be gullible and just believe everything. There's there's some balance in there, just like with anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough because, um, just like you said, you know what I mean. Like J, you know, JC was the new guy on the block and and all that. But uh, but yeah, you know, for me, it was, you know, the ends, you know, the ends justify or you know made it made it right, you know. Sure. But uh, but yeah, a lot of religion talk. Good good stuff. <laughs> I don't know much about it, and I, you know, it's 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 kind of a rare occasion when you get to talk to somebody who is willing to be objective about it, you know, and you're willing to set aside your emotions about the subject. I really appreciate. I don't know if you've noticed, but that's kind of a theme with me. If you're willing to have a discussion with me and set your ideas out on a pedestal away from you and away from your emotions, and have a discussion about that out there, because it's mm-hmm. not you, it's that out there. You have yeah. a discussion about that. I really enjoy that. It's, it's. I mean, it's a productive conversation. Just like this conversation and the conversation I had with my new Mormon riding friend. Uh, it was. It's productive to have those conversations because nobody's trying to convert anybody. We're just asking questions and and uh, having thought experiments. And I don't know. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm open. I'm open to it. And I'm open to knowing the the you know where the areas of of where i'm you know i know that some of my you know beliefs or notions or ideas are just completely based on um blind blind faith almost you know sure so it's just like i try to try to acknowledge that and you know for me i definitely um, getting back to what you were saying about like being raised in a household, like I was definitely raised in a, in a, in a Christian household, but man, I did, I've done a lot of stuff and I, 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 <laughs> I, strayed. I, I strayed and I had, I had a definitely, I definitely had to come to my beliefs on my own and like have yeah. some experiences and, um, some, you know, real, you know, come to Jesus moments, not just come to Jesus moments. Cause that's an expression, but like, I yeah. guess experiences would be the better, the better example of just like, like, you know, I, I felt, I felt the presence, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, okay, like <laughs> I got you. <laughs> like, yeah. like, this is like, this is for me, you know, this is real, you know? So definitely, you know, I encourage that of just like, you know, you can't just believe what you're taught you have to you know you have to come to it on your own i think that's kind of a cool thing with like um like amish 
uh, tradition and rumspringa. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a cool thought experiment right there of where they turn 17 or something or 16 or 17 and they're just like set out on the real world and they can, you know, discover it for however long they need. And if they want to come back, they can come back or not. Yeah. Um, But if you come back, you've got to, you know, stick to your Amish ways or you go live out in the world. I mean, that's kind of a kind of a cool thought process like you know like you're not like yeah you were raised like this but go take what you were raised with and go <laughs> see the world and see what you know see what you make out of it you know I, I, I think it's a cool thought experiment I think it's a cool thought experiment and not to shit on it but I do think it, it has its own biases um, I mean I think that it's incredibly self-aware and introspective of them if you know maybe if I can even attribute those those things to what they're doing because I don't know what the motivation of it is, but you know, it's, it's great that they allow them the opportunity to do this and not be ostracized once they come back. Um, but at the same time, like it's a little bit, I feel like you're, you're kind of the way that that is orchestrated does seem a little bit set up for failure. And I'm going to sound like a total critic here, but like, you you go 17 years and this is all that you know and then all of a sudden you're just thrown out into a world that is completely different than what you know so to me that almost seems like uh you know we're we're going to give them this opportunity but uh wink wink nod nod our expectation is that because they're they've grown up with this type of lifestyle they will completely be unaccustomed to this new lifestyle and it'll throw them for a loop and nine times out of ten, people are just going to come back because it's it's what they know. It's what they're used to. You know, they, they probably wouldn't be able to be super functional in a modern society. Yeah. But, I mean, I I would agree with that, but I would counter that that one out of ten is that person who, you know, thinks for themselves and, you know is strong willed and like, I'm not saying that if you go back, you're not strong willed, but like, I don't know. I think that that one out of 10 is worth it, you know, for sure. Yeah. For that one individual. Yeah. It's great that they give them the opportunity. In in my opinion, it seems fairer to start off with a blank slate and Mm. let them decide Mm. once they are of age. But to, to be, to be fair, you really need to be exposed to anything and everything to make a early uh, on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get to what you're, a, yeah. I get what you're saying. Decision. I, I think that's what, what my sister-in-law talks about. The Baptists is, is their, their big thing. According to her, I haven't fact checked it for myself, but the big thing with the Baptists is that you don't get baptized and like people who come to the Baptist religion or the Baptist genre of Christianity come there of their own volition, you know, at some point later in life after they've grown up and kind of found it for themselves. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with, I, I totally agree with that mindset. I think it's silly that like Catholic religion, like baptizes little children. Mm-hmm. I think it's so silly. Um, it, it's, there's multiple, you know, places in the Bible where it talks about, you know, like the, you know, God, um, protecting the innocent children and, and, you know, like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to be a part of a religion where, where, 
you know, God is going to like send a little child, you know, somewhere that, you know, other than heaven, if, if, you know, something were to happen to them and they weren't just splashed with water by some dude, like that's just, (laughs) that's dumb. That's dumb. And that's not for me, for me, that's not what's fucking happening. So stupid. Like the, the, the example that, you know, I live by and that Christians, in my opinion, should live by is the example of Jesus. He got, he got baptized when he was an adult. He didn't get baptized as a baby. He was, well, he was born, he was born a Jew. So he was part of the Jewish religion. So he got circumcised, but he was baptized when he was an adult. So that's, that's the example that was set. There we go. It's silly for the baby thing. Uh, So I totally agree with that point of like, you know, you need to decide it for yourself. You need to choose that yourself. It can't be forced upon you. It doesn't count if you were a baby. You have to choose. It it has to be your choice. So I totally agree with that. That does seem kind of like bullshit. Like if you, you know, just because you got baptized when you're a baby, it's like, oh, you're safe. You're in. Uh, no, it, it, you have to choose that shit. Uh, 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 the whole baby thing, so dumb, so dumb that that like I've seen like I don't know movies or something where like they were like oh like like we gotta rush to the priest to baptize our baby in case something happens. I was like that's yep. bullshit. Like like you shouldn't be following any god that you think is going to not let your baby into heaven if something if something were to happen to your innocent little baby. Yeah. I don't know, man. Outside looking in, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, see, I I'd be called an asshole for for looking down on other religions and I and I don't mean to be looking down. <laughs> I just think that's some stupid shit. Right. Yeah, your personal truth does not include that in it and neither does mine. Yeah, that's some neither stupid mine, shit. But, it's an innocent you know. little baby. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. There's, uh, there's a lot of weird things out there for sure. Yeah, uh, I but, mean they oh, they seem weird to me. They probably seem weird to you. It sounds like they seem weird to you too, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, those, I live my life by those... simple. I live my life by simple things. Those two, yeah. those two principles, those two principles that I told you earlier. Yeah, that's that's basically that's basically it. Basically Do unto others and love God with all of your heart. That's those are the ones. Those are the ones. Yeah. <laughs> so duke on people's chests and. Love a man in the sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get slapped around. Get your titties twisted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are, they're, they're good things to live by, you know, in, and it's meant to be, um, I don't know if metaphorical is the right word, but, like, you know, I think I, I spouted off that uh, that thing, that quote from Matthew McConaughey where he was talking about how his mom says uh, – you know, do unto others as you would have do unto you, the golden rule. And, and, and uh, Matthew is basically saying, like, well, you know, what, what tickles me might bruise somebody else, so that's not always applicable. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, you're taking it pretty literally there. The gist mm-hmm. of it is everybody everybody would probably like to have their needs met, would like to be treated nicely. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, like, the gist of it is, is, like, it's not laid out. It's not it's not this set of rules that you have to follow like the old testament was like all that weird shit in there about like you know shellfish and like a woman on her period can't sit on the same chair as a man and all that all that weird shit you know that's weird 
Yeah, that's in there. That's in there. Leviticus or some <laughs> shit like that. You know All what right. I mean? I'm not. I'm not trying to crap on the Bible because, like, I mean, I'm a Christian. I'm a. I'm a. You know what I mean? Like, I. I do. I do. You know, respect and and study and and try to adhere to the Old Testament. But there's some shit in there. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know. Like. I think there's something about like like beating your wife or like beating your slave or something like that. There's like things in the time, you know what I mean, that just aren't applicable now and just like weird shit like the whole shellfish thing and like, yeah, like the whole woman on her period can't sit on the same chair as a man of the household and, all, you know, weird shit like that. That's why Jesus summed it up, summed the whole, the whole lot of it up in the two, in the two statements. This is really interesting me to me, this concept of like modernizing. Like I mm. I mean, so the New Testament it was, you know, somewhat modern at the time, but now it's it's pretty antiquated yet. So um man, we could go on for hours. i When do you stop modernizing? Like yeah. what's yeah, what's uh what are the rules around modernizing? Like what I I guess I'm it they're more like rhetorical questions, like what what can you just you don't like, have rules? Yeah, you're you're like Josh. You're 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 not operating by a set of rules. Yeah, I mean it. It sounds like there's just the general message of kind of like what we talked about in the beginning, where you 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 kind of like you have a you you put out a net good into the world, and and that's that's how you get into heaven. It's not by meeting as a, a a set of prerequisites as as we've discussed, but. So this this uh, concept of like, there's all of these explicit statements and and what seem like rules all over in in the Bible and and so some of them, you're you're able to just disregard for whatever reason and others you you're not. I guess I guess that might just come down to personal faith and like what what is really contributing to a net good to the world. And what is something that is just no longer, no longer relevant? I mean, like yeah. putting rules in there, like like the the sitting on the you know a woman can't or a man can't sit on the same chair that a woman sat on while she's on her period. It's, I mean, it sounds on the level of like the Mormons can't have coffee or tea type of situation. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, this is the tough thing about being a human and, like, why politicians are just, like, destined to fail because, like, you can do so much good and then you fuck up once and it's all over. You're done. Yeah. You're toast. You only remember the negative. Yep, yep. So, you know. Yeah, that's 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 a really good example. You know, like, you could give somebody nine compliments and critique them in one way and maybe not and maybe it's not even the last thing you said but they will remember that more than anything else yeah yeah it's um, a very uh, interesting psychological phenomenon it's, it's tough yeah but uh people 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 <laughs> all right sir well hey um i think it's time it's good dude we got we got a long we got a long thought experiment here we got a lot in yeah, yeah. this is what happens i guess when theodore's not Scream of bloody murder, huh? Yeah, they must be outside enjoying themselves. But uh, yeah, dude, it was good talking. I um, I enjoy I enjoy talking about this stuff. You know, I, I don't I don't exercise this part of my brain as much as I should. So uh, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, same, 
Same. Yeah. This is uh this is not a frequent type of conversation for me either. I really like it. Good. Alrighty, sir. Well, um thanks for having me on the Reese's piece. I think, you know, it's good that we're on yours because you actually have a few people to listen. So like maybe one well, or maybe a one. half other a listeners. Half. If they got through this all, thank you. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, if you made it this far, good on you. As as Dewey would probably say, God bless you. God bless you. I, I don't put that shit out there, man. <laughs> don't you put that on me. Don't you put that on me. I'm very political. <laughs> That's very PC uh, of you. Very PC. All right, man. I'm going to hit the stop button. Thanks. All right. Have a good night, man. All right, you too. All right, folks. That's the end of this one. A nice long one for you. So wherever you are, whatever you're up to, I hope you're having a good morning, good day, good evening, whatever it happens to be. And we will catch you on the next one. Be good.